This is the Strength Through Food Freedom Podcast. I am your host, Julia Feliciano. This is a space for you to become the highest version of yourself possible by ridding your old diet struggles, healing your relationship with food in order to help you on your fitness journey, getting rid of those limiting stupid beliefs that have been holding you back for far too long, and working towards having the fitness and health journey that you've always dreamed of. I've been there too, over-exercising, under-eating, binging, purging, struggling to find balance, and now I'm here to help you by teaching you how to do the inner and outer work to help get you where you deserve to be. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Strength Through Food Freedom podcast. I hope everyone is having a wonderful day. I'm going to apologize in advance if my voice sounds a little maybe nasally or stuffed. Um, At the beginning of every fall season and like as the weather starts getting colder, ever, ever since I was little, I would always get these colds. And my mom would always make fun of me, and and I'm feeling it starting to catch on a little bit, so I apologize in advance. Today, I want to talk about my top three tips for ending the binge eating and the binge restrict cycle. So, if you're someone who has struggled with binge eating, the first thing to understand is that you're not alone in this struggle that you're facing. And a lot of the times, it's not always necessarily about the food in which you're binging on. I hope that makes sense, and I hope you can kind of take that in for a second. So when I was really struggling with binge eating, my process of my struggles and and within my own journey stemmed from severe restriction for a certain period of time and having something called the scarcity mindset surrounding food. So I would look at certain items of food as if I could not eat it. You know, it was high in calories, it was high in carbs, it was high in fat, and from there, I just could not eat it, right? It did not fit my my idea of what a healthy, you know, lifestyle looked like. So I would severely restrict myself from these foods for a certain period of time, and at my worst, I remember like going on Starbucks's app, right, and looking at all these different baked goods and like salivating over them and like wishing I could eat them. Um, I would look up like these crazy concoctions of food and be like, oh, I'm going to have this on my cheat day or I'm going to make this or, you know, I I would basically like want these foods so immensely to the point where when I would have them, I didn't really know how to go about eating them because I was always severely restricting them. So what it would basically turn into was an overall binge. And when you have experienced binging, you know it's not just your average overeating. And I've talked about this in previous podcast episodes. It's not just, you know, you went out to dinner and you had a bigger portion than than usual. When you are in a binging mode, our mindset, right, is, okay, 
I am binging and you're aware of what's going on yet at the same time you almost have this loss of control around food and around the food that you're eating and you're almost kind of like in a trance. I remember going to a lot of different food stores and different food establishments and almost feeling like impelled to go. Like I felt like this demon was forcing me to to go to these food establishments to get these foods. I remember going through the food store, like almost excited to pick out the food that I was going to be binging on. Um, and you know, looking back, I spent a lot of money going to, to these different food stores and these different food establishments to, to binge on the food because I wasn't just getting one meal or one snack. I was getting copious amounts of food, right? To the point that after I would eat that food, I did not feel well. Right. And then, of course, after that, there was the shame, there was the guilt, there was the hiding of the wrappers, there was putting it underneath my my seat in my car. And and no one really knew there was one incident where someone found out, um, but no one really knew the struggle that I was really going through. And I've also shared this before. I would take pictures of myself after these binges to kind of hold myself accountable. But in a way, it was looking back, it was a way of punishing myself so that I would look at those pictures with disgust the next day and be like, ew, look how bloated I was. Look how fat I was. And that was my motivation to not binge. And with me and the way my brain works, that was a form of punishment for me. And those pictures never prevented me from further stopping and ending my binging. So I hope that makes sense. And I share this with you guys so that you can really get an understanding of what I've been through so that you can connect so that we can connect and so that you understand that what you're going through and if you are really trying to end your binge restrict cycle that it's going to take time and you're going to eventually look back on it one day when, when you've overcome this and you're going to feel like a different person because your mindset has shift has shifted you have grown and you're going to reflect and you're going to want to help other people out there that have experienced similar things so often you know after we binge we're we're ready to get right back on track the next day or the or the next meal we wake up we have a really healthy breakfast we have all our meals planned we have all our healthy snacks we have our protein shakes made we're going to hit the gym we're going to burn extra calories to try to burn off what we did right we're going to be on point we're going to eat clean nothing's going to stop us now right until your next trigger pops up until say for you a stressor occurs and you don't really know how to handle it the thing with binging is that it's a repetitive cycle right? It's a repetitive action that our brain adapts to over time as a way of coping. So once you've experienced episodes of severe binging, you're then going to be prone with coping with that mechanism in the future as well. And that's why it's so hard to rid. And that's why understanding what your certain triggers are can really help you eliminate your need for, for binging. So I'm going to get into it and I'm going to be talking about my three tips to stop your binge restrict cycle. Let's end this shit, right? Food does not have power over you anymore. Believe it and you will achieve it. 
right? That's what my dad always told me, and I say it to this day. Believe it, and you will achieve it. And the same thing goes with food and your binging. It doesn't have to be like this forever. So, my top three tips for ending binging. Let's get right into it, guys. Understand that binge eating, right, is your body's survival mechanism. So, the reason that so many diets fail, right, up to 95 to 98% of all diets fail, that's a lot, that's a high percentage, right, is that when we consciously choose to skip meals or restrict our food, in food intake, whether this is based on the desire to lose weight or suppressing our hunger due to other circumstances in, in life, right, such as grief, loss, anxiety, illness, your body will start to outsmart you eventually, if that makes sense, all right? So our body's number one job is to keep us alive. So when you're severely restricting calories, the only thing your body is trying to do when it's giving you those hunger pangs, right, and you're feeling that hunger deep within your stomach and you're trying to avoid it by drinking water, by chewing gum, by having mints, by eating lots of almonds, whatever you're trying to do to suppress your hunger, right? The only thing your body is trying to do within that moment is to keep you alive. So stop and think about that for a second, right? How mean of it, how mean is that of us to do, right? Our body is just trying to say like, hey girl, you okay? I'm just trying to keep you moving throughout the day here. And then all we're doing in return is being mean to it, right? And saying F you, Right? That's like if my husband came to give me a hug and I pushed him away and said, leave me alone, or no. Right? No, that's pretty mean. So why should we be so mean to our bodies in that moment when all it's trying to do is keep us alive? Right? So that's just something to think about, is understand that binge eating is your body's survival mechanism when you have severely been restricting yourself from food for a certain amount of time. Tip number two, don't skip meals or compensate for the food that you ate, right? So in my past, what I would do is after a binge would occur, I wouldn't eat breakfast the next day. I would really like severe my calories the next day. I wouldn't eat a lot of carbs um, because of what I did the night before. And then what I would then do was go try to burn a lot of extra calories or go to the gym and right, get that lift in quote unquote gains with all the calories that I, that I just ate, right? And in reality, what I was doing was just perpetuating that, that binge restrict cycle over and over again. So if a binge occurs, the number one rule that I like to tell my clients, right, is to not plan your next diet attempt or workout to make up for it. Right. This is why my binge restrict cycle happened for so long. And this is what I see with so many other clients and clients who come to me, not even for the help with with their binge eating. Right. It's just we automatically go right into this next diet attempt. Right. We're, we automatically try to get ourselves right back on point. Um, and when when you've severely had this cycle happen over and over and over again, that's not necessarily the right approach to do. Right. The next approach to do is just to go about your daily life the way you typically would. So I'm going to use myself as an example. 
Um, say I, I just binged, right? I ate, I purposely ate a lot of pizza. I had a lot of feelings going on. I didn't know really how to cope in the moment. I looked for food for comfort, right? So I binge ate on pizza. Say I had like six slices of pizza and I wasn't hungry. I knew what I was doing going into it, right? I felt that initial loss of control, but I knew that I was going into that food, eating that food to binge on it right? So instead, the next morning, instead of severely restricting my carbs or going to hit the treadmill or going to get a lift in to use those calories, right, that I just ate, instead, what you should then try to think about doing is going about your next, um, going about your next activity the way you normally would, right? So if you have a typical breakfast every morning of some oatmeal with protein in it or a nice egg white omelet, right, or some whatever your like typical breakfast may be in the morning that you actually enjoy, right, go about your next day-to-day -day activities the way you normally would. Have an initial lunch like you would typically have or you would enjoy. It does not mean that you have to sit there and restrict your calories, right? It does not mean that you need to go burn those calories off and, and go torture yourself at the gym, right? Say you have a workout planned, that's cool, and you want to go hit the gym, right? That's fine, but understand that you're, you going to the gym is not going to negate your binge. And I'm going to be honest. It's not going to negate all the calories that you ate the day before. It's going to maybe make you feel a little bit better because maybe you won't feel less stuffed and bloated, right? But it's not going to negate all those calories that you already ate. Real talk. <laughs> and I get very passionate about this topic because I see so many people go through this cycle and, and they torture themselves the next day. And, and they feel like if you overate, you have to go then hit the gym super freaking hard, right? If that's, if that's you, when you go into it and you know what you're doing is a sense of punishment versus going into then honor your body, that's that cycle that I'm talking about here, guys. All right. And I wish you guys could see me as I record this podcast, like if it was a video, because you would see how much I talk with my hands when I'm passionate. And it's like, I have to like sit on them right now because they're flying everywhere. My kitten's looking at me like I'm crazy and my arms are starting to hurt. So yeah. Anyway. Okay. Tip number three. Work on letting go of mental deprivation and the diet mentality. So, in the beginning stages of my recovery, right, what I started to notice was that I was always in this diet mentality mindset, right? And even if I wasn't actively really trying to lose weight, I always had this, this diet type of mentality, I always felt as if my meals had to be a certain way and that I always had to look a certain way and that, you know, if I was eating a too, uh, such a, a high-carb, heavy breakfast, that means I had to limit the rest of my carbs for the rest of the, the day. And this is my situation, right? So with that, what I mean by mental deprivation is this. So physical deprivation means you physically restrict calories. You're physically saying no to food and you're really trying to, to restrict calories. Mental deprivation means that you attempt to restrict, feel guilty, or ashamed for eating certain foods and generally always plan your next diet. Mental deprivation 
goes hand in hand with physical deprivation, but a lot of the times people have a harder time with the mental deprivation because like I said earlier, they're always in this scarcity mindset surrounding food, right? And that was huge and that caused my binge restrict cycle and that's also what a lot of these women that come to me for help, right, with their binge eating, all my clients, this is exactly what they're experiencing too because they felt that if you had a limited a limited opportunity to eat what you want, right, that that means you have to eat as much of it as you can right in this second because it's oh my god after this you're 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 gonna be back on point you're never gonna eat chips again or you're never gonna eat pizza or candy or brownies or any of that stuff again right we go into like this gorge mode and we stuff our face as if we're never going to eat those foods again and. One of the biggest things that, that helped me, especially in social situations and at family parties where that's where I started to experience a lot of that feelings of like, oh my God, I have to eat all of this right now. It's I'm never going to have this again. Oh my God, right? What helped me get out of that is knowing and in that moment, right, limit, getting rid of the mental deprivation and that diet mentality and enjoying my surroundings so looking at my family members, you know, embracing embracing the, the social event that I was at, looking at the foods and thinking, wow, that looks amazing, that looks delicious, I'm going to have that, and I'm going to eat as much of it as I want, and I know that at any given time, again, I can have that food that I'm having right now. So there's no need to severely restrict myself from it or severely gorge myself on it. So I'm going to, I like to use examples, right? For me, you know, if I was used to be in front of like rainbow cookies, right? They're my favorite cookies in, the, in all the land. Love them. However, when I used to be around them, I would feel like I would have to eat 15 of them, right? Because I was never going to have them again. The next day I was going to be eating clean. Everything's good, right? No. So now I'm able to actively understand that I'm not in that mental deprivation mode I'm not in that diet mentality mode, right? And that I'm going to have these cookies. I'm going to maybe have two or three of them and then move on with my day and, and life is still going to go on. So that's something that really, really helped me. So a little recap is work on letting go of that mental deprivation that you place upon yourself and that diet mentality. So... A quick word on healthy weight loss, guys. So, well, Julia, if, if I'm looking to lose weight, right, shouldn't I not eat those types of foods? Shouldn't I not eat a lot of those types of foods? Aren't I following a diet mentality because I'm trying to lose weight and I'm trying to improve my body composition and get healthier? Dum, 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 right? This is something that I hear literally all the time. And what I like to tell people more from like a scientific standpoint, right, is if, if you're aware of what your overall calories that you need, right, say you are in a calorie deficit, and I like to promote healthy weight loss. I like to promote sustainable, long-term weight loss. That's the type of coach that I am. So I'm never going to tell you that it's not okay to lose weight. I'm just going to tell you the right way to do it so that you can get it done and you can sustain it long-term. So... If you are aware of your overall calories and your macronutrients, right, and you're assuring that you're 
you're within your calorie intake and you know what your macros are and, and you're assuring that you're eating whole nutrient dense foods, right? I'm talking protein, whole grains, lots of vegetables, you know, eating enough fiber, drinking enough water, all of those things. If you have an understanding of that, right? And then you take the time to educate yourself of what maybe two or three cookies, you know, the calorie content of those rainbow cookies or whatever the food it is that you want, right? You can look at your calories and you can look at your macronutrients like a budget. It's something called flexible dieting. So I'm not sitting here saying eat all the cookies in the world, eat the whole sleeve, eat the whole pie. I'm saying account for it in your daily calories, so say say a few rainbow cookies is like 30 grams of carbs, right? And you choose to use 30 grams of your carbs per day, say out of your 200 on those cookies, right? And it's going to allow you to prevent binging and that binge restrict cycle. Wouldn't you want to have those cookies in that moment and then move on with the rest of your day? That's what helped me. Flexible dieting saved my life. I'll, I'll say it, you know, till I'm blue in the face. If it wasn't for flexible dieting, I really don't know how my eating disorder would have been recovered or if I would have recovered, right? Because things were getting pretty, pretty bad at the end before I did find it. So if you are actively trying to lose weight in a healthy way, Learn what your calories are, learn what your macronutrients that you need are so that you can have those foods, account for it in your daily intake, and then move on with the rest of your day. Little side note with this is if you have those cookies and then you still feel an immense sense of guilt, right, for eating the cookies or having those 30 grams of carbs worth of cookies worth of, you know, maybe you could have had it for some for some brown rice or some pasta or whatever, something that you would quote unquote consider more healthy. That's when you have to stop labeling foods as good or bad and remove moral attachments to food. And that's a whole other aspect in itself. And that's something that once again, I work on with all of my clients. Um, and especially my clients who are looking to lose weight as well in a healthy way because people will come to me with this all-or-nothing mentality and they have to then understand that I'm not an all-or-nothing coach anymore. I'm right in the middle, right? I, I have, I'm that fine line right in the middle of making sure you're doing it correctly and smartly, pushing you and you need to be pushed, but understanding that you know the world's not going to end if I let a client eat a cookie. Right, So if you have a coach out there and they're telling you to severely restrict all these different types of foods, you may want to look into getting another coach because they're not looking out for your health long term. And they're just telling you what you want to hear in that moment. Real talk. So passionate about this, guys. You guys could probably tell just by, just by listening to this. So I hope you were able to learn something today. I hope you were able to take something out. As always... Head to my Instagram. You can also head to the description box within this podcast to, to subscribe to my weekly newsletter. This is where I send out free content weekly talking about all things health, eating disorders, mindset, fitness, sustainable fitness, sustainable weight loss, all of those things that make up who I am as a coach. Free content to you delivered right to your email weekly.
So if you are also really feeling like you're in need of, of a shift, right? You're, you feel empowered by this podcast, right? You want to start making some changes. Well, I can help you with that. I want to talk for a moment about my one-on-one coaching. So my one-on-one coaching, right, is for the, for the males possibly, for the females out there that are tired of letting food dictate their life. They're sick of feeling anxiety around certain foods. They're tire, tired of feeling like you could always do better. They're beating themselves up, you know, if they don't eat clean. They're hating what they see in the mirror. They wish they felt better about themselves, right? My one-on-one coaching will give to you these following things, right? It's going to heal your relationship with food through food freedom. No foods are going to be off limits anymore. You're going to rid your anxiety and your guilt surrounding food. You're going to learn how to eat according to your life and not diet all the time. You're going to stop comparing your journey to others. You're going to rid your all or nothing mentality and I know what that feels like and that's really tough to, to, to rid. You're going to learn the beauty of physical strength versus always trying to just make yourself smaller, right? Be more, not less. Improve your self-worth and confidence and tune into your body's own needs. You're going to learn how no foods are truly off limits and the list goes on, guys. My my one-on-one coaching is very hands-on. So if this is you, if you're ready to make this massive change and you're tired of letting food dictate your life and you're tired of always starting over every single day, also within this description box of my podcast is my application for one-on-one coaching to work with me, right? Quickly fill out that that application. I'm going to see if we're an awesome fit to work together and then we're going to hop on a discovery call to get you started to build the relationship with food and the relationship with your fitness journey that you really, really know that you can achieve deep down. All right. Once again, very passionate. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. I will see you in the next episode. Have a good one.